Hey guys, it's the Practical Idealists. I'm Destry. And I'm Katie. And today we're going to be talking about the fall. The autumn. <laughs> Which is very appropriate since today is the first day of autumn. It is. It is. As we're recording this? Yes, today. And what is today? That's an excellent question. <laughs> today is September 22nd. Ooh. And it is the first day of autumn. So, pumpkin spice for everyone. <laughs> yes, let the pumpkin spice flow. <laughs> so, I mean, this is going to be kind of like a loose conversation. There's not really anything particularly planned. We're not really reacting to any particular thing. Except it's, each other. <laughs> it's more of a kind of uh, Halloween, fall, autumn autumnal kind of a wrap-up kind of a deal. So one of the main things that we like to do is uh, go to Yellow Springs, Ohio, which is in many a travel guide now. <laughs> it's kind of this weird little um, like, hippie town. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they have like a whole bunch of uh, like interesting little shops, a whole bunch of bookshops, a whole bunch of coffee places, and your favorite place. My little witchy store? Mm-hmm. I love my little witchy store. And that is the House of Ravenwood. Ravenwood. Yeah. Ravenwood. And uh, we like to go there just because it's uh, a change of scenery. It's also around the border of a really nice park. So once the leaves change, it feels very appropriate with leaves everywhere and they're blowing. And... It's a very small kind of a town, so it's kind of like that Sleepy Hollow a kind bit. of vibe. Just a little bit. Except now it's so touristy and crowded that... <laughs> you can't enjoy it as much. <laughs> it depends on when you go. It's true. But it's ridiculous. There's like a little church right there, and there's a school right in like the, the main part, Main Street, and there's like five restaurants, and there's an art gallery. And uh, we got a really good picture one year of, I guess somebody put a pumpkin. It was on, the church. Yeah, on, on, on the church, um, what do you call that, like retaining wall kind mm-hmm. of a deal. And um, that was probably one of my favorite pictures that we've gotten. When I streak dyed my hair green. (laughs) That was a couple years ago, so. Yeah, that was two or three years ago. Maybe even more. So it's just somewhere nice to take a a little stroll in the the cool air. And we do it around uh, midday, so between like one and four. So there's not so many people there. It's only about 20 some odd minutes away. Yeah, now it is. When we lived in our old apartment, it was a bit of a trek, but (laughs) that was like a day trip. Oh, we forgot to mention the bookstore at Yellow Springs. Dark Star Books with the infamous Mr. Echo. He's probably one of the oldest and fattest black cats (laughs) I have ever encountered. He's wonderful. Well, he used to hide on the tops of the uh, the bookshelves because they have like those old-fashioned like floor-to-ceiling ones. Good old bookshelves. So in his younger days, he would hide up there and then he would jump down on people. <laughs> it never happened while I was there, but I, I did hear stories. Now he mostly just sits in the, uh, the armchair. Yep. <laughs> and glares at people who dare to wake him up. But he will accept uh, your pets and snuggles and occasionally. And go right back to sleep. Yep. That's a good cat should. No trip is complete without a visit to Mr. Echo. And the owners are awesome, too. I always have a really good conversation with the guy who runs the store every single time. I find a, something that we start talking about, whether it's a shirt that Destry's wearing or a book I'm looking at. So, yeah, really good people. It's not just a bookstore. They have, like, like a big comic book section. They have, like, games. 
and um, yeah, and collectibles and stuff like that. So we always like to go to your little witch shop. My little witch shop. They have crystals and tarot readings, mm -hmm. which we're gonna have to get you one this year. Yeah, we might have to do that this year. Um, we always go and then we forget and then we're like, oh crap. And you need to make an appointment since there's one person doing it. So it's, it's just a nice little taste of the season. It kind of gets you in the mood. We try to do it earlier in the month. Before it gets super cold. Yeah. Well, we also, we have to make our stop at a speedway. <laughs> <laughs> we have Yellow Springs. And then we have to make our speedway stop so I can get coffee. <laughs> and I can get my Mountain Dew Icy. Because you're a freak. <laughs> and then... <laughs> in the same trip. We usually go to uh, Fairborn. It's called Foy's. It's a Halloween and costume shop. But the entire town goes completely insane around Halloween. And every single house in the town goes crazy Halloween decorations. Not just like, oh, look, I put up some lights and there's a ghost in the tree. But like $300 lawn ornament type things. When you live next to a shop that's selling <clears throat> that pretty much year-round, you kind of uh, get indoctrinated into the culture. And it's such a weird place, too, because it doesn't seem like the type of place that should have that. It's right off a military base, mm -hmm. and there are just, like, little kind of junky stores there, too, like collectible places and a lot of jesus stores yeah and a used bookstore and and then they always have a big parade and a festival like the week before halloween and they had who was it the oh, what was the guy's name who played the the eddie munster i totally forget his name but that was like a couple years ago yeah, they always get like a, a celebrity to come and sign autographs and there's, they blast music, and there's, like, a collection of decorated hearses that park around so that people can take pictures with them. Got, like, the Ghostbusters, Ecto-1, and mm -hmm. all of that kind of cool stuff. It's such a weird, weird place. All of the stores have no aisles, too, so when you go there when it's crowded, you like, it's barely a person wide, so everyone's trying to go everywhere, and it's like being in a mosh pit. But you're walking through a store. But you become one with the store. Yes, you become part of the store. That's their Halloween tale. <laughs> but um, like she said, a lot of the houses around the area do a big decoration kind of a deal. It's usually pretty similar from year to year. We always take a whole lot of pictures. And even the church that is right there gets in on it. Like they have a big Halloween decoration. Just everyone gets involved. But the coolest part is that on the buildings where all the shops are and where all the costume shops and Halloween shops are, they always decorate like the tops of the building. So they have uh, animatronics and um, just different kinds of decorations. You go from either side of the, the street and you can see like a whole different kind of tableau of uh, monsters and, and like spooky stuff. And they have like a haunted house in one of the buildings too. It's like a black light haunted house. Yeah, black light haunted house and... They have like those uh, little executioner, like the electroshock people, where you can pay them like what, like five dollars? Yeah, maybe? the animatronic thingies. And a decor store, a costume store, Multiple a... costume stores. I don't what is that other one that with the super tiny aisles? There's a whole bunch of everything. Like there are masks and there are also... 
candy. Um, candy. candy. There are um, like decorations, I guess. But decorations for all year. Like a party supply store, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Would be the best way of describing it. We usually go in the early evening, like when it's first starting to get dark, so we can have the uh, the interesting sky in all of our photos. And uh, we always take a lot of uh, selfies with the monsters. Staged pictures (laughs) with the monsters. So we'll be sharing pictures of that this year. Mm -hmm. We have maybe some stuff from past years. We might share a couple from last year. We we always take like a like a whole bunch of pictures so it's one of our traditions. It is one of our traditions. I had never been to Foy's until Destry dragged me along because we were looking for things to do and he's like I haven't been here since I was a kid let's go and it's just become part of our thing now which is Kind of all of October for us, I guess. We've kind of made October our, our month of traditions. I'm not a huge holiday person myself, and neither is my family. So uh, October is the only month where I really am actively like, taking time off work because I know we're going to do this stuff. But yeah, so I think that that's, that's one of the, the markers of fall for us, too, is like we know we're going to go start doing stuff. One of that, the reasons being your obsession with horror. Everything spoopy. <laughs> um, we also always get season passes to Kings Island each year, and that always includes the Halloween haunt. We've had really good experiences at haunt, and really every... bad experiences. Yeah, a couple really <laughs> bad experiences. But every year we have at least one good trip. Something really fun happens every time we go to haunt. Fridays is just the haunt. Saturday is the kids area does like a special little. Like Charlie Brown. Trick or treat. Costume contest. And um, then it transitions into the the haunt again on Saturday, which is when we usually like to go because we like to see the transition because it's always... They, they make really fun announcements and then everything shuts off and the lights start going out and then they always have the wall of monsters at the entrance of the park. It's usually a pretty good time. We always... Uh go more for the atmosphere than really anything else. We're not a big Trail or maze. Yeah. That's really my fault, though, not so much you. Yeah, Katie is the no-boo kind of person, I so send her a, lots of hate. I have to get a no-boo necklace. But <laughs> it's really not because I, I'm opposed to going through the mazes. My problem is that I react physically when scared, so if someone surprises me, I swear very loudly, and then I go to strike. And it is really for the safety of other people that I am not doing these mazes and stuff because I don't want to hurt anyone, contrary to popular belief. Sure. That's the reason. It is. <laughs> I think one of my, my favorite ones is we, we went on, I think this was like, what, the, like the first year we might have went? Mm, yeah, like, it was. Tombstone Territory was the, the maze. And um, it included the... Um, the train. train. And I don't think it does anymore. I don't, I don't even think that they do it anymore. They don't, no, that, that was a retired haunt. Because they, they used to have something to do with the train, and then the year after we went on it, they ditched the train part, yeah. and then after that, they canceled it. But one of my favorite memories is um, we got on the train when we, when we stood in line for about two hours. Uh, <laughs> the longest line we have ever waited in at Kings Island, ever. That's, yeah, that's, that's kind of pretty sad, actually. But we, after waiting for two hours, we got on the train. And um, about halfway down the track, then there was a fake train robbery where the robbers came out of the woods 
Well, yeah. I don't think it was a robbery. I think they they stopped the train because they wanted to get everyone into the town. So it was a hijacking. And then we had to walk through the the, the plague infested town. western town, and it was uh, mostly just a whole bunch of um, fog. <laughs> yeah, fog and those like those like hay bale barriers yes. that just hid everybody. And um, we had one of your lights on because the the Nobu necklace comes with like a, a strap light. Yeah, like also... the necklace light, and then there's like a little figure that's different every year that's hanging from it that doubles as a keychain. So when you're walking through the park, we usually have both on, but we decided for this that we'd at least just have her little amulet. It was what was it? Was it was a penguin. It was spooky penguin. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, <laughs> so that that definitely was uh, the first. It was kingdom. the first year. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you holding it out in front of you in the dense fog, saying "Spooky penguin." <laughs> Booby Penguin, but apparently he didn't do his job very well because one of the actors, uh, and they're very well trained. Oh, they are extremely well trained at Kings Island. That always makes us happy. So even if you do decide to go through the mazes with your Nobu, which other people will have an issue with, I don't see as much of an issue with it, but um, I really do wish that they would maybe create a separate line for people that might be a little bit too well, difficult. But... They they have the rule now that Nobu necklaces are not honored in the the haunts. In scare zones, yes, but not in the the mazes. Yeah. And that, that's a new rule for this year, wasn't it? Because mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't remember that last year. But at this point they were still allowed in the mazes. So as we were coming around a corner, one of the actors didn't see that Katie had a uh, a necklace on and because Just, it was a literal jump scare. <laughs> uh, scared the bejesus out of her. <laughs> I swear it extremely loudly. And there were children there because parents are bad, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we always see at least what, like... Seven-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> Just everywhere. It's not too scary. And then our favorite terror of the night is the the tweens. Uh, the 13 <laughs> to 16-year-olds that have no parental supervision ever Never. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, but just scared the living crap out of her. And it made me incredibly happy. And, and then the, the woman apologized profusely and she went, Oh my God, I am so sorry. <laughs> you should have just said, I have a heart condition. You almost killed me. Yes, exactly. Made I'm me feel worse. <laughs> that did have a really cool feature, though, with a, a covered bridge that was. Like, you could not see it all because of the fog. And there were, quote, heads hanging down. (laughs) And it was really bad, though, because no one was paying attention. Everyone was pushing each other out of the way. So I actually fell while we were in the covered bridge because some one of the tween boys, speaking of tweens, like, threw himself against me. So I fell and, like, immediately reached out and grabbed one of the heads and pulled it down, (laughs) trying to keep myself up. Did you end up giving that to one of the scare actors? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> she just held some random disembodied head like, for like um, half the maze. I have this. I'm sorry. And they, <laughs> I guess that happens a lot. So. so that's the reason why Katie doesn't do any more mazes. I don't I do not do mazes. <laughs> so we mostly just walk around, look at all the, the different lights and the different... Um, scare zones. Yep. And the setups in between the scare zones. 
And sometimes I will turn the Nobu necklace off for the scare zones because there are certain ones we know are a little bit more safe than others. Like, I don't like the guys who run out in front of you on their knees with the roller skate things. and I don't like the sliders. <laughs> I do not like them at all. They usually get the, the biggest reaction. At oh, they anybody. do. They freak everybody out. The best scare actors are the ones who will make themselves like I, I've had people who will see my Nobu necklace make eye contact with me and like make sure I'm okay and then walk up to me and like walk creepily around me. That I'm totally <laughs> cool with. I don't like it when people like jump out at me. And luckily King's Island staff are, are told never to touch anyone, which mm -hmm. I'm very grateful for. Unless you're in a maze. Unless you're in a maze and then they'll let you know if there's touching. So again, really, really well-trained scare actors at King's Island. Which is ridiculous because the turnaround for the scare actors is uh, very, very small. Yeah. I've heard horror stories from people who mm. have worked there in the past. I think that's kind of true of pretty much anywhere. Especially... I, yeah in the, the haunted season because mm -hmm. you know your, your voice is going out you're in the cold you're making loud sounds yeah so it's not a good environment to feel very um comfortable like, yeah very safe <laughs> like as a as a scare actor you're kind of living on the the fringe of being an entertainment person so they don't have as many um rules and regulations for you especially mm -hmm. since it's just a um, seasonal kind of position so it's not like wage. so it's not like you work with the company for tens of years and yeah one of my favorite things I ever saw at Haunt though they always have this jack-in-the-box that's over in the Planet Snoopy area and it's really big and crazy and loud and there were all of these teenagers there there was a guy who no there it was a couple guys and they were harassing this pair of young women and like they were not leaving them alone. The girls were making it very clear that they weren't interested. They're, they kept trying to walk away and the guys were like cornering them and like not letting them leave. So two of the scare actors that were, I believe they were creepy clowns, went up behind the guys and just scared the shit out of them. <laughs> like they, and they got them good too and made them back off. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> then we also like to go see the shows. Always. They have one in their, uh, their eating area. They, the fest house. And they have one in the show place right off of the International Street where the... Turn in toward Planet Snoopy. Yeah. And, and they also uh, have blood drums, yep. which is in the bandstand. And uh, we usually catch blood drums. The tail end of it. Yeah. I mean, they do, like, what, like, six shows a night, so yeah. there's plenty of time to get, like, the full... It's hard to miss it. And they have, like, fire jugglers and, like, a, a thing roped off around the stage so that they can have their... Their space. Yeah, their, their people do their thing. We always love to see the vampire show, which unfortunately is not returning this year. I'm so angry. Hot-Blooded is the vampire show. It's always interesting every year because it's never the same people except for, like, two people. Yeah. Definitely one. One of them is... A dancer. Yeah. And he's always the, um, what would you call it? Fuck like, boy? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, he's the third in the, the trio of vampire lords. He's a trick dancer, though, too. Like, he's always doing backflips off the stage and stuff. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's always just a different cast of people every single year, so it, it, the, the quality usually varies. It, yeah, it really does depend. And they used to have a really cool stage where it was in a, um, a cave. It was in a cave. It was like a very Lost Boys kind of a deal. Echoey. And they had like a big water feature, which was really, really nice, like center stage um, that they would turn on and off throughout the performance. And then I would say last year, 
they switched it to like a warehouse. Yeah, it was very odd. And they still had the bats going, even though it's a warehouse. And the sound <laughs> quality was off. And um, the water feature wasn't working. So my personal theory about that is that the, that the show that, that they received this year is called Haunted Homecoming. I think that was what it was called. But the show that they received this year, my theory is that it was supposed to be last year. But for some reason, they didn't get the right people for it, or they didn't get the rights to it in time, or they didn't get enough time to rehearse it. Or it and, wasn't finished. Right. And the vampire show is always like a like a staple, and I think it's been going since like 2008, 2009. It's, it's, it's been yeah. about 10 years. It's been a long time. So that's always something that a lot of their returning musical entertainment people have worked on or know about or have uh, understudied for so it, it's pretty easy just to kind of throw people into that and I mean we basically had the entire show memorized at this point we've only oh, yeah. seen it four times so and when <laughs> when they altered a couple songs last year we knew exactly where it was and which songs they they switched around but it, it's funny almost pretty much every year you can go on YouTube and search it mm -hmm. and it's funny going back to like the first two years that they did it when all the special effects were working oh, yeah. and the people that they employed were the people that they actually wanted for those roles and it wasn't just kind of like, you sound good at this song, let's throw you into this show. It's so weird to see the things that weren't passed down when other people taught other people how to do the choreography. The not watered down <laughs> So it's going to be sad this year, but um, apparently the new show's pretty decent. I've heard decent things about it on the Twitter I will never believe it. <laughs> and then our favorite people, which is the people who do the bandstand. Off the charts during the summer. Are in the, um, it's called Monster Rock. Same I, show every year as well. Yeah, uh, with a couple of alterations with song choices, just occasionally. Mm -hmm. When they get new rights. Yeah, that one's always pretty fun. It's uh, more of a music show than a dance oh, yeah, show. Oh yeah, it's a singing show. Which, that's the thing that I'm, I'm curious to see about this new show is that, is it still a dance show? Probably. Or is it another singing show? You saw the amount of scantily clad women in that promo picture. It's a dancing show. <laughs> but it seems like it has the same set plus some uh, oddly placed lockers. <laughs> <laughs> that should be pretty interesting. And they have a new scare zone this year. And they have a new maze this mm -hmm. year. So they're trying to kind of adapt it to changing times. It's, it, it's been slowly progressing towards new material for the past, I'd say, two years now. Yeah. They closed, like, two of the bigger haunts, I think, in, like, 2016. Mm -hmm. um, one of them was the sorority house, another one, I forget what it was. Delta Delta Die. Yeah. So now they're just kind of rebuilding their attractions for the year. Plus so. night rides. Of course, during the summer, it is uh, dark at all of 9.15. And then they close at... 10 o'clock. Or 11 o'clock on special nights. Right. So your dark night rides are limited during the summer, but of course in the fall, everybody's favorite change is of course it's dark at 4.30. And haunts open 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. So the dark night rides are actually dark night rides. We always go on The Beast. We always go on Mystic Timber since it was built. We're going to try Diamondback this year. On um, night ride? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Cause, uh, That's news to me. <laughs> We've rode it before, but... The first hill was rough for you. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of being able to see my surroundings that much, especially with those uh, limited restraints. So I'm interested to see 
if it's any less difficult for me and my stomach in the dark. I'm doubtful. <laughs> I'm very doubtful. But I think it's worth a, a ride. We always go to the bat racer. And then, like I said before, we, we kind of just walk around the scare zones and stuff in between the scare zones and take pictures and try to interact with the actors without uh, occupying their time <laughs> for too, too long. Because, again, their entire point is to scare people. And we have little Miss Nobu over here. So we just talk shop with them. Well, Destry has also taught me the best way, if even when I have the Nobu necklace off, the best way to keep people from coming at you is by making eye contact with them. Because then they know that they're not going to get a reaction out of you. So why are they going to waste their time? It's called peripheral vision. A lot of people in horror movies don't have it, and people in real life always <clears throat> uh, yell and scream at the screen. But then when you're in that same situation, you still get got. So I always find that hilarious that you can go to any screening of a horror movie, no matter if it's old or new or whatever, and you always get the people that are like, it's right behind you, just look to your left, look to your right, be more aware of your surroundings. And then we go to Haunt, and no one's aware of anything. <laughs> well, a lot of that is willful ignorance as well, so that they can actually enjoy being scared, which is a feeling that I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, our favorite part is the Lake of Fire on International Street that uh, warms you up every yeah. every so often. <laughs> that scares me more than the scare actors do, because it makes the loudest sound. But, of course, for reals, though, the best part of Haunt is the MC. We know little to nothing about this man. Only that I love him. <laughs> Only that that is Katie's new husband. My, my future husband. <laughs> and it's always the same guy every year. Doesn't he have a name? I feel... <laughs> doesn't he have a name? I don't know what his name is, but I'm, I think in real life he's like a radio personality from what I understand. I could be wrong about that, but I think when we looked him up before, he was some kind of like local celebrity and he has a really nice creepy voice that he always likes to put on it's 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 a full character at this point and he's usually there hosting the event so he um kind of walks around the the front entrance onto international street and uh, talks with people takes pictures and they have his voice blasted through the speakers in the parking lot so as you're walking in you hear the creepy music and you can hear him making puns and interviewing people interviewing people about how they're gonna get killed and if they've gone to any of the haunts yet and talking to kids and... Especially kids. Definitely kids. <laughs> so we always have a, a fun time there as well. And that's usually our, our together kind of Halloween traditions. So I just want to kind of end this one with maybe some memories from your personal like Halloween's past and mm. stuff. We'll go back and forth. One of my favorites is I was Hercules. <laughs> I think this was in 99. Uh, I remember still being pretty small, so 98, 99. So it might have been the year that it came out or the year after it came out. And um, I got like the full costume, like the fake muscles and everything. Had like a little sword. <laughs> like it was like a little plastic sword, but it was like the hard plastic. Like you could actually hurt people with before they started realizing that kids are children and don't know how to not beat the shit out of each other with hard objects. I was so sad, but it's it's so funny though. For some reason, I decided it would be a good idea to sit behind my dad's car in the driveway, and I accidentally left my Hercules sword. No! Uh-huh. So when we pulled out, my dad ran over No! It. Now, I don't remember exactly if 
it broke all the way. I don't think it that it did. Have. I think that he realized it before it did any permanent damage, but it was scratched all to hell. So I think that I still carried it around. It was so cool. And then it turned into the biggest nightmare of Aww, my life. <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> so Katie. I don't know. I mean, my family was never really big for Halloween. We were very much a you-make-your-own-costume type of family, so I basically wore whatever my mom decided to make that year. I know I was a cat a couple years. I think it was an M&M one year. One year, my mom thought she was hilarious and made me, uh, this is so bad. I was Martha Stewart in prison with, like, a, <laughs> not kidding, there are pictures of um, me in, like, a pink sweatsuit with black duct tape stripes on it. <laughs> oh, it's it, it sounds even worse saying it out loud. Was this her idea or yours? Oh, that was her idea. <laughs> this was very much my mom's idea. I think I was a hippie one year. Oh, one year, my sister and I were an old lady and her dog. <laughs> my sister was the dog. I was the old lady. That one was actually really cute. I had like all these shawls on and my mom um, powdered my hair because I was really blonde at that point. So it was very easy to make my hair gray. And um, I had like a whole bunch of necklaces. Like it probably could have doubled as a gypsy costume. <laughs> but like I know that there used to be like not Halloween, but fall parties at my church. And Halloween's a naughty word. <laughs> Halloween's a bad word, especially at the first church we went to. Um, but we would always go trick-or-treating. I grew up in a pretty bad area, like a not very safe area, but when I was a kid, it was less unsafe. So my dad would always be the one who would take my sister and I, and then me, when my sister stopped coming, uh, trick-or-treating, and my dad would always talk with the neighbors, and he, I remember wondering how he knew everybody, and being like really impressed that he knew all of these people, and of course he was probably, you know, being an adult and greeting people like you would, and there were a lot of kids at that time too. I think I was probably and the last wave of kids in that neighborhood. People never really came to our house to trick or treat, especially once we moved. We literally moved like three houses down the street from the house where I was born in. And you have a very long, dark, yeah, scary and, driveway. Yeah, our driveway at this, uh, this new house that I moved in when I was like seven is very, very long and there's not a lot of light and we didn't blame anybody for not doing it. One year I know my dad, when my dad still had a truck, he backed the truck up to the end of the driveway and my mom and my sister sat in the back of the truck and passed out candy that way. But still, like, we're right at the end of a street that empties out onto a major uh, stretch of road. So it's just, it's not a very conducive area to trick-or-treating. But I don't know. Like, my family just, that wasn't really what we did. So, I mean, I, I, had, I had the typical trick-or-treat going out with your little bucket or pillowcase, as the case may be, and getting candy and going home, my dad spreading out on the floor, checking it because <laughs> razor blades. And I don't think he ever found a single thing that we were not allowed to have. See, I was never really a big <clears throat> trick-or-treater, mainly just because I- kill you? <laughs> yeah, I, I do have a very severe dairy allergy. And nowadays that's not so much of a problem. But Two in pumpkin the, initiative for the win. But in the, uh, the late 90s and early aughts, as they say, that was not such a um, a big deal. Like people didn't really know too too well about it, and most people still to this day confuse it with lactose intolerance. Mm -hmm. So they're just like, oh, it won't kill you, and I'm just Take like, oh pill. yeah, it will. And <laughs> but no, it actually will. <laughs> but we would usually go to my grandparents' neighborhood 
to uh, trick or treat, mainly just because I lived around a whole bunch of old people on a very <laughs> busy street. So there was no sidewalk. There was no really any other kids, which is freaking weird to me because now in the back half of my neighborhood, there's like a whole bunch of kids now. So it just, it kind of blows my mind that for the 10, 15 years that I was a child, that there was uh, really no one to, uh, you know, trick or treat with or whatever. I mean, we went out and to the few neighbors that uh, we knew personally, and they would try to give me like special treats. Something that your parents had told them ahead of time. Yeah. So that was always nice. One of my favorite memories is, um, and I think she passed away like a couple of years after this, which was really sad, is um, in the back half of my neighborhood, there was a lady who would um, always, it's, it's so weird to describe, is that it was like a little mailbox. Like she would put like a like her own little decorated Halloween mailbox on her mail slot in Aww. her door. And she would always reach out her hand <laughs> and give you the candy from the mailbox and then pull her hand back. So That's that awesome. was always cool. So I, I never actually got to meet her though, sadly. So our, our surrounding neighbors would be really nice and try to have something ready for me. And, and, and if they knew that they weren't going to be in the area, they would always like drop it by. So that was fun. And then, like I said, I would usually go to my grandparents neighborhood and trick-or-treat this is when I was really 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 young I probably stopped I would say about 10 11 years old just because it was out of the 50 pieces of candy that I would get I could have like 10 15 of them so mm. it just it didn't seem so much work for so little reward yeah but my grandparents would always have their house decorated they'd always have their little costumes my grandmother would always be a witch <laughs> And my grandfather would always be a um, a gorilla. He had like a, like a gorilla <laughs> suit, like a full gorilla suit with mask and everything. And uh, so usually um, later on, I would help them pass out candy and stuff like that. I remember one year being a uh, vampire, and we set up my coffin. My dad made me a coffin. Uh, of by course, the way. he did. We set up the coffin right on their front porch, and as people would come by or whatever, I would like creak the coffin open just to give them a little <laughs> bit of something for the holiday. Uh, I remember one year I was, I had like a, like a serial killer costume on, like my own version. Like it wasn't any of like what the What does that even one. mean? Like I had like a, like a handsaw. Oh, okay. And like it was just like a, a cobbled together thing with like a Jason mask or something like that. And, um, I was trying to play it off like I was a, um, like a prop that would give candy or whatever. <laughs> and I remember one time, oh my god, I felt so embarrassed. I couldn't really see very well through the mask. So I gave this kid candy once, and I guess it fell on the ground and I didn't know it. And he just stood there and stared at me for the longest time. And then finally, <laughs> I was like, oh, whoops. So I took the mask off and I had to pick up the candy and give it to him. I used to really love that um, that coffin. I kept it as long as I possibly could. I, I would always bring it out every Halloween. Aww. I remember watching Halloween movies in my... Uh, living room instead of decorating decorating we always decorated like the inside of the house so I had like a whole bunch of Halloween style toys like the uh, I'm not sure if you remember this like the little chicken nugget oh I totally remember those with, like, with the, the costumes yeah so I had like a whole bunch of those I had like a whole bunch of like the, uh, the universal monster things that came with like the like the crypt and the thing that you could spring them out of and stuff like that so I'd, I'd always set up um, my little Halloween o oasis in the, the living room. My mom always decorated for fall. And we, we would make jack-o'-lanterns too. And then, of course, my sister, being my sister, would 
make like really elaborately carved ones. And I'm like, look, I made a triangle. <laughs> and I just remember, you know, using my, my coffin and quote unquote sleeping in it while watching like Halloween movies like oh, Casper so and stuff cute. like that. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> and this was before I really got into horror movies, but I used to watch like a whole bunch of like witches and stitches and Halloween Town and Casper and just a whole bunch of very uh, B-movie kind of uh, children's Halloween specials. I was never allowed to watch Casper. <laughs> well, she kisses a ghost at the end. My parents seemed to think that it would scare me, which they were probably, it, they were probably right. But yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch it. I, you did remind me though, because I, I completely forgot about this. After trick-or-treating every year, we would always have to make a trip over to my grandmother's house. <laughs> well, my grandparents then, my grandparents' house, so that they could see the costume. Like, I, I completely forgot that. But yeah, after doing the trick-or-treating, so we were probably done like, what like seven yeah <laughs> and we would everybody would get in the car and i would have to keep my costume on and we'd go over to grandma's house and she'd always have like cake or something for us but we had to do the trick-or-treat thing too and she'd come because we never used to use the front door for my grandmother's house we always went in through the garage that was just what we did but we always went to the front door and that was somehow for some reason that was special that we went to the front door and so we always did that and she'd give us candy and then we would like sit there and like visit with them too my grandparents would usually get like everybody like a big bag of candy or whatever and of course i couldn't do that so they would get me something different uh, one of my favorites was um and i don't have this anymore i actually don't know what happened to it but one of my favorites was um the house it was like a playhouse kind of a deal from uh, casper but it had like the little figures and it was like a like a whatever scale. Like a little dollhouse thing. Sorta of, kinda. Of, like it was even smaller than that. They got that for me one year. They got a similar thing for the Wizard of Oz for me one year. So it, it was always like little like gifts kind of a deal instead of candy. I've always really liked Halloween and like the fall season. It's just usually one of my favorites. I'm not a big Christmas person. Christmas is, is okay. It's more about... Um, Responsibility? Yeah, like it's more like... Tradition. Yeah, it's very, it's very strict. Halloween was always much more fun. Well, you also have two sets of obligations as far as holidays like that are concerned too since your parents got divorced. Like you have to... It's not like, oh, hey, it's a family gathering. Let's go do this. It's like, oh, hey, here's a family gathering. Oh, hey, here's another family gathering. With a whole other set of people. We're going to have a similar podcast here for winter and, and, and Christmas or whatever. It was different when I was younger, but as a as a young adult, so I'd say from 13 and up, it's all about, you know, going to see your grandparents, seeing people that you haven't seen all year, and giving them hugs and talking to them and making them feel like they're part of your life. And it's very, very kind of dour to me. I don't know mm -hmm. why. But with this, it was always kind of like a fun little party and... And it, there was there was really no obligation attached to it. Like you'd either stay with my grandparents and help them pass out candy. You could go with the younger kids and go trick or treating with them. You could just hang with the adults and just have a conversation. So it, it was very loose and, and un, uh, unscripted kind of a deal. So we have our own little Halloween traditions and. This is our high holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to you know the Yellow Springs and the Foys and the Haunt and all that kind of thing and we're going to do a separate episode on haunt specifically we'll probably share some more interesting tidbits from years past but we'll probably speak more on this year's kind of a deal before and... we end though mm -hmm. i just i i think it's important that we take a minute 
and there's something very important that you need to say your opinion on. Oh, God. What are your thoughts on candy corn, Vestry? <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> I prefer the, the one that has, like, the cocoa. But, but what you're saying is you think it's edible. Occasionally. No, that's not what you told me. No, you are a candy corn lover and you should be shunned. <laughs> well, I have like three things of it in my cabinet right now that have not been eaten in like you, multiple years. So. You should be shamed for it. And I thought it was important that on this fall episode, we talked about how you need to be shamed for being a candy corn lover. Wax eater. It's, it's not a shame. It is a shame. I prefer the, the candy pumpkins, though. Ew, that's just as bad. <laughs> that's the only Halloween treat that I can have. The disgusting kind. Because Rice Krispies have milk in them, and caramel apples have milk in them, so that's all I have. Give me this one No, day. you may not have it. So yeah, it should be a pretty uh, interesting season. I'm always looking forward to our, our usual things, and... Uh, we might be trying something different this year. There's another... Immersive eater experience. Yep. And uh, Chili Coffee, which is about an hour or so away. It's, it's supposed to be based around Sleepy Hollow. The Sleepy Hollow experience. So that could be interesting. If we do end up doing that, we might rope that into the haunt episode. Any last words? No, I think that covers it. So um, happy fall. Happy Halloween. Happy... Autumn. Hollow month. Hallowed month. Hallowed month. And uh, we got pretty much something coming at you each week this uh, month. So it should be uh, a lot of work for me. <laughs> Have fun with that. Yeah. And uh, hopefully after this we can move on to uh, some shorter projects before we jump into the uh, Christmas season. So that'll be interesting as well. The month of bad movies. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Once again, I am uh, Destry. And I'm Katie. And we're the Practical Idealists. Uh, if you want to follow us, we have a Twitter at uh, Idealist underscore the. We also have an Instagram, which is just the Practical Idealists in lowercase letters. Those accounts are linked, so you'll see some crossover occasionally. But if you want more consistent content, definitely check out the Instagram as well. And uh, once again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.